Hey y'all, this is Mallory Irvin and it's time for all of us to live fully. It's so important in this crazy world of ours that we stay connected, inspired, and motivated to be and do our best. And that's not always easy. I'm here with my guests and friends to share the stories and lessons we've learned to help you live your best life every day and truly begin living fully. Let's make it happen and get started with today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Living Fully Podcast. I'm here with a really, really special guest, Katherine Schwarzenegger-Pratt, who has just written a book that I'm going to tell you about right now. So throughout our lives, our ability to forgive is constantly tested. How can some forgive while others can't quite move on? Written with grace and understanding, the gift of forgiveness, inspiring stories from those who have overcome the unforgivable, by Katherine Schwarzenegger-Pratt, provides a path for readers of all walks of life, ages, and spiritual backgrounds who want to begin their journey of forgiveness. The gift of forgiveness, and we'll talk about this today, it features more than 20 in-depth interviews and stories that will literally shake you to your core, and in my opinion, will prompt you, like it did me when I read this book, to begin your own journey of forgiveness We'll talk about some of the people in this book, but you will not believe some of these people who sat with Catherine and told their stories. It's just amazing. Catherine's book will shift your perspective on what it means to forgive, use forgiveness as a tool to accept and move forward, be more compassionate, release challenging emotions, and be unafraid to forgive. The gift of forgiveness is filled with a blend of personal insights, powerful quotations, hard-won wisdom for those seeking a way to live with greater acceptance, grace, and peace. And I can literally attest to every single sentence that I just said because I just read it cover to cover. And Catherine, if you guys don't know Catherine Schwarzenegger-Pratt, she's a New York Times bestselling author, animal advocate, daughter, sister, wife, and stepmom. She is passionate about a lot of things. Also included in this is she's a passionate animal advocate. And she's just an amazing woman, as you'll see in this interview today. And as an author, Catherine has skillfully translated her own personal experiences into all four of her books that speak to her generation. And she currently lives slash is quarantined with her family in L.A. Okay, so I am here with Catherine now. And hello, Catherine. Thank you so much for coming on today. What an honor to have you on. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. So my whole journey with everything with this podcast and my whole kind of brand is to help people to live fully, to live their lives to the fullest. And as you and I both know, there are so many things that can stand in your way of that. And I feel like, especially after reading this book cover to cover, wow, forgiveness is one of those that I feel like we always push to the back burner. And so my first question to you is, of all the things that you could have written a book about, all of the amazing things that you stand for, that your family stands for, why, why forgiveness? It's funny because every, I've written three books prior to this. This is my fourth book. And each of my books have come from real life experiences of me struggling with something or realizing that we're not talking about something that, you know, is important to talk about. And so when it comes to, forgiveness, it was something similar of me, you know, struggling with forgiveness in my own life, 
trying to go and get help in my forgiveness journey. And I, you know, went everywhere from churches to therapy, to talking to friends, to, you know, different social gatherings, to just trying to open up the conversation around forgiveness. And I quickly found that for myself personally, I found it most helpful to talk to other people and hear other people's experiences and real life struggles with forgiveness and be able to apply their findings to my own my own journey. And so I really wanted to create that in a book because it's forgiveness is one of those topics that we don't often talk about with, you know, our friends as like a fun topic, but it is it is a topic that, you know, isn't gender specific, age specific race specific. It's something that all of us are going to be come face to face with at some point in our lives. So let's talk about it and also help each other on the journey. And I think forgiveness can sometimes be a lonely one, especially when you don't talk about it openly and ask other people for advice. So I, my goal with this book is, you know, was to share 22 people's experiences in their forgiveness journey with the hope that someone will read it and feel not alone in their experience with forgiveness. Yeah, that was just beautifully said. And like you just said, I mean, same with me. I've been to therapy and church and all of these different places. And and I love all of the places that you went in this book. So you have so many different people with with so many different journeys of forgiveness. You have Elizabeth Smart, who learned to forgive her captors, Sue Klebold, the mother of the Columbine shooter, Chris Williams, who forgave a drunken teenager who killed his wife and children. I mean, and then you share your own story. You know, what I, what I really loved, and like I said, I read this book cover to cover, and something that you said you learned in this process was you always think of forgiveness as that it's this kind of two-person thing. You wait for the person to say, I'm sorry, and then you say, I forgive you, that it's kind of like that process. And you said you really learned, and I learned reading this book, that it's not always like that. So can you talk a little bit about that, how it can be a one person type of thing, how forgiveness can look different to different people? Yeah. I mean, I think it, it you know, 100% looks different to different people for sure. What I, you know, quickly realized was that if you wait for someone to ask for forgiveness, you can be waiting a very long time in order to start your forgiveness journey because many people don't ever you know, if you've been wronged by someone, a friend, family member, a loved one, or someone you just don't even know, it's not always guaranteed that that person's going to come to you one day and say, Hey, will you forgive me? And then you feel like, okay, now I can start my forgiveness journey. And what I learned through this book and talking to all of the 22 people in this book was that they all decided to start their forgiveness journeys for themselves. And it is not a gift that you are giving to another person. It's a gift that you're giving to yourself. And it doesn't have anything really to do with another person, another person's involvement at all. It's really about you saying, you know, someone did something to me, someone caused me pain, harm, or whatever the situation is. And you are aware of the pain that they caused you. You know, it was wrong and you don't want to take it into your future moving forward. So when I was able to make that that distinction and realize that, you know, I don't actually need to wait for anybody to ask for forgiveness in order for me to start my forgiveness journey. I can just say, I can wake up one day and say, actually, I want to let this go now. And I want to start my forgiveness journey in this particular situation. 
today and doesn't mean that it's going to be, you know, a one and done situation. It can be ongoing and I can have moments where I'm upset or angry, but it's all about how I bring myself back to living in a place of forgiveness. And so that part of it was important to me to make very clear because I think, you know, many of us, myself included, grew up with this idea that forgiveness is between two people. And while you see in the book that it can be between two people for sure. And the effects that it have, the ripple effects of forgiveness are so beautiful. And you see this in the book that, you know, someone's decision to forgive and seeing how that affects people around them, their loved ones, people that they don't even know, and seeing how how big of an effect forgiveness can have on other people around you is also really empowering and encouraging, I think, for people in their forgiveness journey too. Yeah. And I, I love, so you were talking about it took you two and a half years to write the book, right? Yes. That's, that's a long time. And you were, I mean, it is. stories are like, these are wow stories. I mean, you got the, the people that if I thought in my mind, who are the people that could represent some version of forgiveness? You've got them all in this book. I mean, and I loved how you said, you know, you wanted to sit with the stories and, you know, really bring these stories to life. And, and you said during your own process that you realized a couple times that, oh, I thought I had forgiven this person. And then you would see that person and then you would get that, that so it's so familiar, that nervous feeling in your stomach. And you realized like I, you hadn't. And I guess, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm asking because here we are, it's such an odd time and we're all in our homes. And you and I were just talking before the podcast started, how you can really work on some things within yourself during this time. And how do you know, how did you know, besides that feeling in your stomach, how do you know if if you haven't let something go? How do you know if you need to forgive someone? Do you feel like you have anything that you learned writing this book to that? Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely thought going into writing this book that I had, you know, had a good handle on forgiveness. And that's why I was writing the book. And, and I quickly learned that, you know, God has a funny way of working and reminding you that you actually need to go and do some more work on yourself. So I, you know, would, when I would run into, you know, my old best friend and I would have that anxious feeling, you kind of walk around and you say like, Oh, I let that go. That's old. That's done. It happened five years ago. It's totally fine. And I quickly learned like, wait a minute, I actually have not let that go. And that's still taking up a lot of space in my life and in my body to constantly have to be anxious or nervous whenever I run into someone. And so I just really hit a point where I was really wanting to free myself of that and didn't want to take it around with me any longer. And so I realized that it was part of my forgiveness journey to go back and do more work on it in order to free myself from that feeling and from, you know, the hurt and the pain that I had experienced in that specific situation and be able to, you know, get to a place where we could run into each other and everything was totally fine. And, and it took a lot of work for sure. And it was really through writing this book that it was a very therapeutic process for me of talking to people and being so inspired by the 22 people in this book, because, you know, as you know, their stories are truly remarkable and just so inspiring and so real and honest and open. And they all inspired me in different ways and in different situations in my life that to kind of go back and really think like, okay, you know, this is such an inspiring story. I can really, I can really 
start my forgiveness journey and let those things go and see how big of a beautiful effect forgiveness has on, on life and just possibilities moving forward. Yeah. I love what you just said because I was reading these stories and, and the subtitle in the book is, so the book is called The Gift of Forgiveness, Inspiring Stories from Those Who Have Overcome the Unforgivable. You're right. I was listening to some of those stories and I was like, oh my. So I listened to it on Audible and I listened to some of those stories and I was just like, oh my gosh. If, hey, mm-hmm. if they can forgive that and if they can be standing here talking to Catherine about that, then I can do this. I know. And, and after, I, after I started reading your book, there were two things in my own life that I realized I had, like you, I, I realized I, I hadn't forgiven. And you prompted me then to move forward on my own journey. And that's what I think this book is going to do for millions and millions of people. And, you know, it's, it's amazing, these stories. And I guess I'm curious, like, you know, 22 people and they're 22 people from so many different walks of life. How did right. you choose, how did you choose the people? And was there one story in particular that was, you know, more emotional for you than others? I mean, I, I think everyone's story was uniquely emotional and inspiring for me. I really, when I was kind of trying to figure out the format of this book and how I was going to do this book, I went through a couple of different versions of what that would look like. And so I kind of made a list for myself of people who would be, you know, dream gets to have in this book because I had heard of their forgiveness story. I'd read something about it. I'd heard them on a podcast or whatever it was. And so I ended up blindly reaching out to every single person that's in this book, not knowing, you know, what their response would be. Because when, as a stranger, you're asking someone to talk to you about forgiveness, it isn't oftentimes the most exciting conversation to have. So I I wanted to, it was important to me to have a good variety of different ways people have encountered forgiveness, struggled with it, handled it, not handled it, still struggle with it. And I think that the beauty of this book is that I feel like I ended up with that, which is people who were able to practice it in an instant, people who took 30 years, some people who are still struggling with it. And I think that just shows you how complicated the topic of forgiveness is for all of us and how what forgiveness means to you is something different than what it means to me. And that's okay. And how you might handle forgiveness is a different way than I might handle forgiveness. And that's okay. I wanted to be able to have a book where someone could read it, pick it up, read it and see themselves in someone's journey or see, you know, feel inspired by someone's experience to go practice it in their own life. And just to be open to forgiveness, I think is the biggest goal that I have with this book is just for someone, because I know, I'm sure you know a lot of people that are like this too, but I know a lot of people in my life who are very closed off to forgiveness as being an, as being something in their life at all. Yep. It's, they don't want any part of it. They think that it's a betrayal of their hurt. They don't even want to go there because it's too painful. And I totally get that. And so I think if this book can just create some sort of openness or desire to even explore forgiveness for someone who's closed off to it, then it will have uh, served its purpose for them. Yeah. And I, I realized, I mean, you have a story that will speak, maybe one story doesn't directly speak to someone, but it's like the next one is a totally different version of forgiveness. Yeah. That's what I loved about it. It's like two different things, like I said, in my own life, and they were two different stories that prompted me to 
say, oh my gosh, well, I got, okay, I got some work to do during this quarantine. (laughs) I know. I think, and and what we were saying earlier is really just that like, you know, because my book came out in like the, just the beginning of this whole quarantine concept. And then by the, it was, my book came out on a Tuesday, by the end of the week, my whole book tour was canceled and everyone else's book tours were canceled and everybody went into quarantine. So it was a very quick kind of turn of events that happened. And it really, it was an interesting thing because obviously I never would have expected it, but it required me and also the amazing team that, that I've been working with on this book to really get creative with how we were going to continue the conversation around forgiveness, how we were going to move to podcasts, to online platforms and really connect with people who were all sitting at home. And, you know, most people sitting at home for the first time in their entire lives and, and giving themselves the, the time, the energy and the opportunity to really focus on bettering themselves or exploring things in their own lives that they maybe would never have given themselves the chance to think about had they not been forced to be locked in their homes alone or with people or whatever the situation is. So I always try to find like silver linings in things. And I think for me, the silver lining is, is that if you know someone who would never have read my book before can pick up the book now because they're in quarantine and explore forgiveness and see what kind of a role that would play in their lives, then that's amazing for me because I'm like, that's why the 22 people in this book, that's why they all chose to be a part of this book is because they all wanted to be able to help other people in their forgiveness journey. And so I think everyone in this book would be thrilled to know that someone who might not have been interested in this topic before is now able to be interested in it because of different circumstances. <laughs> circumstances. I know, and you're probably thinking, here I spent two and a half years writing this book. Yes. For real, like this week, it's going to... I know. It, it must have been meant to be. And and you still made... I saw it was number three on New York Times bestseller. This week, I think it's number six. I mean, it's staying up there. So people are clearly finding out about it and are loving it. I know. I'm so lucky. Surprised. And, <laughs> you know, just... A couple more things because, so you just, you said, and I agree that here we are, we're sitting here when life's moving a million miles an hour, we don't have time to think about things, especially like internal things. We're just keeping our head above water. I feel like a lot of times in life and to be intentional about something in your life, that is not something that is necessarily a red flag that people can say, Hey, you've got to work on this anger issue, or you've got to work on this addiction, or you've got to work on this, whatever the issue is, this is one that's a very, it's very personal. I feel like mm-hmm. it's something that you kind of have to feel within yourself to know that you need to, to work on this. And, mm-hmm. you know, what do you feel? What happens if you don't forgive? Like, what do you feel people are risking if they don't choose to take the journey or don't choose to continue the journey? I think they're really risking their freedom. I think that there are, you know, I get this question a lot, which is people saying, you know, something happened to me and it's, I can't forgive. And that's an unforgivable thing that I just can never get over. And I don't want to forgive and move past it, et cetera. And my response to that is always, 
I get it. And that's totally fine. That's your choice. I would never tell someone that they should forgive someone or they have to forgive someone. Because again, as you're saying, it's so personal to every single person's life and situation. I I would say that I think after doing this book and after anybody reads this book, you can see how people have been faced with what most would consider unforgivable things. And by being able to go through a forgiveness journey with in their experiences and be able to practice forgiveness, the way that they speak about their life opening up in so many ways and experiencing this freedom from carrying around this, you know, weight every single day of anger or sadness or frustration and allowing their lives to open up and bloom in incredible ways is encouraging, I think, for a lot of people. And, and my hope is that it would be inspiring and encouraging to people who might be closed off to it. And I also say, though, that if somebody feels that they just can't forgive, that that's okay, too, because that's your choice. Yeah. So I, I just think that people, based on doing this book and talking to these 22 people, I would say that they would probably agree that you would be missing out on freedom. Yeah, which is funny that we're talking about freedom in in this time where we... I know. It's free. <laughs> we're all <laughs> we're in our homes. In the house with our families or our, yeah. ourselves or whoever you're with. I don't know who's who you are locked in the house with, but for me, yeah. all my crew. So I mean, nice. You, you said in the book, and I can't remember whose story it was under. I like took so many notes. Maybe it was Nadia's story that you said, it's important to acknowledge the hurt and pain, but we must detach it from the person in order to live a life that's free, in order to move forward. You said it's almost like a bolt cutter, like that it's like cutting a chain and detaching it from that person. Right. And I think that's a really powerful part of this book because any time in my life that I've had to forgive something that's big, I have trouble not thinking about the story of it that I keep replaying over and over in my mind. And then it comes from that person. And that's a hard thing. And that image of taking a bolt cutter, because it is unforgivable sometimes what some of these people did. Of course. Yeah. So angry, but I guess, you know, tell me about that. Whose story was that in? Was that in? That was Nadia's story. Yeah. Very good memory. I was actually, my mom sent me Nadia's, she did a video and that's the video that I was kind of talking about. And she was talking about, she did this video that I had posted recently on my Instagram that was all about forgiveness and this idea of forgiveness being something that's really empowering and that it's you taking your power back and not a weakness, which I think a lot of people view forgiveness as. And this visualization that she kind of talked about that really was impactful in my life with this idea of acknowledging the pain that has been inflicted upon you, the hurt that you've experienced, the devastation, sadness, whatever those feelings are, acknowledging them and then saying, you know, what that person did to me was so wrong and so not okay that I don't want to take it with me in my life moving forward and taking bolt cutters and cutting yourself free from them, from these feelings and these pains. And also this idea of this story that we tell ourselves, which we all do. And, you know, something bad has happened to us or someone has wronged us. We tell ourselves the story to, you know, point fingers at somebody or to point blame. And that's normal and totally okay. And what Nadia was saying is, is that the moment that we're able to 
look at a situation and even if we played 5% of the role in it or yeah. 2% of the role or no percent of the role, whatever it is, and just say, you don't want to live in this vicious cycle of replaying that story and also attaching your life and yourself to that as being part of your identity, that you want freedom from that. And this idea, I don't know why, but for some reason, when I listened to her video and I heard her speak about these bolt cutters, it was really exciting to me actually for the first time. I was like, oh, this is something that's actually like a really empowering thing to forgive. Like I can take bolt cutters and cut myself off from all of these these situations and people who may have caused me pain. And I, I can just say, you know what? Thank you for whatever purpose you've served in my life. I don't want to bring that with me in my future moving forward. And just like close your eyes and like pretend like you're really cutting yourself off. It was like a really exciting thing for me. (laughs) That is exciting because you want, you said you're a silver lining person. I am too. And it's hard with hard things like this. It's, it's hard to see that silver lining. It almost seems like a, you talk a lot about in the book, almost like when someone says, I forgive you, it's all, it's like they have the upper hand and like you you know, owe them something or something. I found that really interesting in, in Sue's story, the mother of the yes. and how she said that pointing blame, like never promotes healing, like bl- right. blame never. And a lot of times that's, I feel like that's our first thing is the, the blame piece of it. So I like it that you just, you know, talked about that. And I found it so interesting too, that you said, and it's so true. Sometimes you're holding a grudge against someone and you have this story in your head and they don't even know it. Like they yeah. have no idea. So or, or care. Or care. <laughs> so you're sitting yeah. there just pining away. Just, you know, you're super upset. It's playing a role in your story. It's affecting how you live your one life on this earth. And they yeah. don't care. Or that, yeah. you know, it's like, let's get the bolt cutters out and let's cut the chain. Yeah. Yeah. That was like, it was also interesting to me because my mom said that to me one day when I was sitting and trying to like, still be angry about something that someone had done to me. And she was like, do you think that, that they're sitting there thinking about how upset they are? Are they, are they preventing themselves from living their life? No. So it doesn't matter to them. So don't let it matter as much to you. And obviously that's easier said than done, but that to me, I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Like I'm sitting here really upset at someone and like, they don't care. They don't care. They're, they've moved on. They're good. So that was a good kind of nice dose of reality. Yes. Moms give it to you. Moms give it, especially your mom. Yeah. She yeah. probably gives you a lot of good doses of reality. Okay. So I want to talk in the end of this podcast about forgiving yourself for things because yes. that's one that we don't always think about being a roadblock in our lives. And I think it was Michelle and the story of Scientology. And she mm-hmm. talks a lot about forgiving and re-forgiving. So first, you know, what is your word of advice to the person that has something in their lives that they feel like I've got to forgive myself for this? There were so many beautiful stories about that in the book. And that's why everybody read the book. But talk a little bit about that journey, because I know it looks a little bit different. Yeah, I think self-forgiveness is, as many people will say, the hardest kind of forgiveness because, you know, a lot of people have said to me, if I ask for forgiveness from someone and they don't grant it to me or they don't say that they forgive me, then how am I supposed to move on with my life? How am I supposed to move forward? And I think what you're really left with is just forgiveness of yourself. And again, realizing that while you might have asked for someone's 
forgiveness and they, you know, you can't control another person. So if they don't choose to forgive, then that's up to them. But then you really need to focus on forgiveness of yourself and not sitting and beating yourself up about something for the rest of your life and causing yourself pain and not allowing yourself to live your life because of something that happened or, you know, something that maybe you did or a role that you played in something happening. So forgiveness of self is probably, I would say the most challenging, one of the most challenging things. And everyone talks about it in the book. Iskra Lawrence talks a lot about it when it comes to, you know, her body and forgiving herself for, you know, not for trying to make herself something that she wasn't or couldn't be. And, you know, Nadia has talked about it because it's a big part of, you know, sobriety. And Michelle talked about it as well, because I always, I said to her, you know, and she's since become a friend of mine, but I had said to her, since you made the choice to go into Scientology and to marry this person, do you continue to beat yourself up? And she talked a lot about, you know, the journey to get to a place where her sister, you know, said to her one day and she peeled herself off of the bathroom floor after being severely depressed for a really long time and just said, you know, like, this is your life. You need to live your life. You need to go out and live your life and stop beating yourself up for something that you can't go back and change. And And she also speaks about that being a daily, you know, something that you need to remind yourself of daily, And whether it's self-forgiveness or forgiveness of a situation or another person. It's something that, you know, for a lot of us, myself included, is an ongoing journey and an ongoing experience. It's, you know, we have trigger moments where we start beating ourselves up or trigger moments where we start getting angry at somebody from our past and to be gentle with yourself in those times, because it's normal. It's okay. It doesn't mean that you're terrible at forgiveness, but it's all about how you bring yourself back to living in a place of forgiveness. Yeah. So I think the forgiveness of self is a big theme that has come up a lot around this book and also comes up, you know, in the pages of this book, as you know, and is really powerful because how people choose to kind of pick themselves up and live their lives and go forward is really empowering. Yeah, definitely. And so this podcast is called living fully. So kind of, you know, in the end of, of this podcast, I want your words to people. I want everyone to read this book because like I said, it might not even be something that's on the forefront of your mind that you think you need to forgive yourself or forgive someone else about. This will jog your spirit in a way that is, it's pretty amazing. Like you're, th- this book is really, I'm saying just as a person who's read this book, it's really amazing. So how can we, Catherine, how can we live fully through forgiveness? I think number one, I would say the best way to live fully in forgiveness is to be open to it. There are so many situations that will come up in our life that will harden us and make us closed off to the idea of forgiveness being possible. And through writing this book and reading these pages and hearing people's stories, I think you can see how inspiring they are and how being open to forgiveness has been such a incredibly liberating and challenging for sure, but incredible experience in all these people's lives. And so I think when it comes to living life fully and to the best possible way that we can, 
just being open to it, I think is the number one step to life and, and welcoming forgiveness as being something that you want to give yourself the gift of it being a part of your life. Because I had lived my life for a very long time being very closed off to it. And I think a lot of people still do. And, you know, we could be open today to it and then have something happen to us and be closed off to it. And that's okay. And it's all about how we can hear another person's story, another person's experience, see how their lives have been changed and affected by being open to forgiveness and then seeing how we can open our hearts and our ourselves to forgiveness in our own lives. Amazing. You didn't even need a book tour. This has been so amazing. And like I said, this book has really impacted my life. And I know it will impact the lives of everyone who is reading it. And I know that that was your reason for writing this book in the first place. So I'm glad you yes. redirected that book tour being canceled and us being quarantined into a positive thing. <laughs> Everybody's still reading this book. So thank you so much, Catherine. And I'm going to put the books available everywhere. Yes. I'll put the links to the book and to your social media and all things Catherine Schwarzenegger Pratt. (laughs) To get used to saying that, I kept saying Catherine Schwarzenegger. And I was like, no way. She got married. So there's nothing like I got married. Quarantine. I know. Together, right? (laughs) Yes. We're together in quarantine. So it's, it's nice. It's nice. But I do miss my mom and my siblings and my dad. I bet. I bet. I well, you'll see them soon enough. So Soon enough. We'll all see each other. In the we meantime, will. we'll stay connected on FaceTime. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Well, thanks so much, Catherine. I really appreciate Thank you. Thank you. I'm super excited. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. Tune in next Monday for more. Thanks for joining us on Living Fully with Mallory Irvin. And remember to subscribe so you don't miss a single minute of encouragement and inspiration to live your best life. Want more? Join us on MalloryIrvin.com so we can connect with you on Instagram and YouTube. Start living your life now. You've only got one. We'll see you next time.